the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Hello and welcome to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast MBA. Today... I'm here with my friend, the big horse, to chat to you about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm the NBA Matrix, and uh, we're going to give a review from a fantasy standpoint uh, to let you know what guys you need to get into your team, or at least consider where to consider them, and uh, what our thoughts about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Big horse, how are you tonight, man? Good, mate. Good. And for those of you watching at home, yes, my handle on Twitter has changed due to the complaints that I've received in trying to find me. So I am now capital C, capital S, sorry, capital C underscore big horse. You'll be able to find me a lot easier now. And before we continue on, mate, standard squeeze. What a ripper bunch of blokes they are. Yeah, they've been fantastic sponsors to us. Uh, we've both got our hats on. You get to see how it looks from the front and from the back. Um, I would say you're all business at the front and I'm all party at the back right now. Yeah, it raises me from a solid two to about a five and a half, complimentary <laughs> of the gear. Covers covers the receding hairline. How good. Absolutely, um, it does. I'm sitting here with my four-in-one today, uh, which I quite often have my coffees in the morning, uh, my beers in the afternoon. It's got a nice little cover to pit, fit my stubbies in. And, uh, yeah, we're here having a beer tonight, and I am actually a bit excited to talk about the Timberwolves. Yeah, they're a sneaky nice team. They might actually make some noise this year. So after our viewers, our listeners, our subscribers punch in the Insight 15 code, which will get them 15% off, they can yeah. then tune into us and listen to why we believe they could play some finals basketball this year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure there. Um, I think that they're a top-heavy team. Um, obviously, mm. they've spent their money. They did everything they could to get Rudy Gobert and uh, mortgage their future a little bit to get them. Um, but, yeah, I'm, we're probably going to let you know where you're going to pick those top-tier guys. Of course, we're going to be talking about Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Um, but, yeah, we've got some interesting takes on um, – I'm a big Mike Conley fan, um, being a mm-hmm. being a Grizzly supporter. And, um, yeah, we're going to have some takes on, um, on someone that we – think could earn a little bit of a spot in the rotation this year. 100%. Yep. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I am technical genius right here um for those of you listening uh we do have slides up on the screen we are going to be going through with the stats on but we're going to try and keep it relevant to our audio listeners as well so um yeah mate this year um the timberwolves have brought in troy brown jr and shake milton and lost jalen noel and torium Prince. I suppose they've just lost some borderline rotation players to get some borderline rotation players, which sort of shows to me not much has changed with the Timberwolves. Yeah, you're spot on. Their core group of players still stays the same. I think there's a slight upgrade in bringing Shake Milton in. I think he can he can do some sneaky damage off the bench this year and potentially start in games where Conley is either rested or out injured. We all know that he's is the age of a dinosaur. So uh, thank you, Value. Well, 
oh, 340 at least. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, when you're looking at Shake Milton, that for me, that's an upgrade on Jalen Noel. And, you know, Torian Prince, the 3 and D type of guy, they replaced with a 3 and D type of guy in Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, excellent. And he had some good moments last year. Uh, just didn't get the opportunity. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with the Timberwolves. Uh, let's bring up um, some stats. Uh, this does get a bit busy, so we're probably just going to start with um, with the starters and then work our way down. Um, look, Mike Conley. Um, I love Mike Conley, personally. Um, I think that he's going to be a really safe pick this year. I think he's going to be a guy that you can draft. Well, in our draft the other day, he was a bloke that was in and around that 140 mark and yeah. I don't think much changes for him. I think he's uh 110th best player and what I like for him is um is a big source of assists late in drafts which I find really hard to find. Yeah, absolutely. He's just a picture of consistency, isn't he? The little point guard left-hander. Uh what's he scoring? 84% on free throws, 43 from the field, almost seven assists for a guy that you're picking up in your late late rounds. That's that's awesome value and over a steal a game as well. And I think when you get him, you just get what's advertised. You're not, you know, you're not going to reach for Mike Conley. You're not sitting there at 80 and you're going to panic and pick him up. I think no. if you're there and, um, and you're good at pivoting or you're really good at, um, at building your team, if you get to that late point that you need assists, I don't really find them out of position at that stage in the draft. So you just go get your guy. Uh, you know what he's going to get you. Um, his usage is fantastic. It's only at sixteen percent due to the high usage of some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get um, value for money there. Um, let us know about Anthony Edwards. He really came on the second half of last year. So with with Ant Man, he struggled early on, given the lack of spacing that was created, I guess, or that was there by a cat and by Gobert and openly expressed his frustration as to the lack of space that he had. Bang, Towns gets hurt. He plays a total of 29 games, I think it was, for the year last year. Yep, 29 games. And he just goes off almost into a position where, you know, 37 his end fantasy rank was, but he was average. He was in the 60s or 70s at one stage there. Usage of almost 30, uh, ADP at 11. I anticipate that he's a back-end second-round guy still this year. What are your thoughts, Matty? Yeah, I think his ADP of 11, you would have been really disappointed last year with him. And I think that people are just a little bit down on Anthony Edwards, which I think is the perfect opportunity to grab him. I'm not sure if I would grab him in the second round, depending on what fell and what I feel at the time. But I'm sort sort of thinking if he's sitting there in and around that, let's say 30 range. Mm -hmm. He's just somebody that I think is tremendous value there. Like hopefully that people look and see this guy was the 37th. Hopefully people in my leagues look and think that this guy is the 37th best player. Um, I'm going to stay away from him. He was a bit disappointing last year, but being young, he's going to get every opportunity to go forward, isn't he? Absolutely. And with the potential rumors or not the potential rumors, the rumors of Kat being on the trade block, does this then open up? that he gets the keys to the city. It's his team. He runs it, which will then skyrocket his value even further. Yeah, I hope so. I think if they – look, Cats, oh, he's done some silly things. Uh, we're podcasters, but, like, we try not to say anything too controversial, but definitely, like, he was saying that he was the man and everything on that Pat Bev podcast, and 
um, Carl Anthony Towns. I think that that's just hurt his stocks with his uh, with his teammates. Yeah, Pat Beverly's podcast. He's the guy that jumped on the scorers table after they won a playing game. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Anything is possible for Pat Beverly <laughs> in the planes. <laughs> um, we digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our next guy that we're going to talk about, I'm going to skip over Jaden McDaniels because I think that, that 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 spot is up for grabs. So when we go to our next next screen, we're going to have you know some of the other guys that could take that spot. I'm going to put Jaden McDaniels in there because I think that there's four core starters for this team. Um, I there think Carl Anthony Towns will start regardless. Um, he was the 28th best player last year. Um, his average draft position last year was four. You would have been very disappointed. Again, like Minnesota were disappointing last year. You're going to be disappointed if you drafted him at four. But I think that that gives us some opportunity this year to um, to take him at a bit of a steal. If he's sitting there in the second round, I could really see myself drafting Carl Anthony Towns. 100%. You look at the percentages there, which we'll get into later, but almost 50%, almost 88 from the line eight boards, almost five assists. They're huge numbers for a center and really nice if you're looking to shore up your field goal and free throw percentage. I believe his three-point percentage isn't too bad as well. Yeah, no, his three-point percentage is pretty good. And like out-of-position stats, like he does get 2.1, which you don't always get it at power forward or center. Um, I've always mm-hmm. considered him a little bit of a center, but I suppose when Rudy Gobert come over, um, yeah, he become that sort of stretch four, hasn't he? He has. Still, still manages to get those rebounds. Um, like if you look at some of the other stretch four and fours in the league, like your Jaron Jackson Jr., he gets in and around that six point seven. Uh, your Brook Lopez, he's a stretch five, but he gets less than less than seven as well. Um, you are getting more bang for your buck with Carl Anthony Towns than than blokes like that. He does get those assists um, that that gets him involved. Like he gets more assists than Anthony Edwards, who I personally consider a guard. Hundred percent, spot on. I would never have picked uh, that until you brought up the the uh, the graph here either. No, that's 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 why we do it. Um, it's yeah. a bit of a cheat sheet for us. I'm not doing it for the viewers. We're elite. <laughs> um, Rudy Gobert, mate, take us away. Yeah, average last year, ADP twenty seven, fantasy rank in the N sixty four. I managed to pick him up off one of our mates and co-hosts of the AFL podcast, Robbie Kennedy, after he started off shockingly. Uh, didn't really finish up that well, but got him for a steal. So at 13.4 points per game at 11.6 uh, rebounds, sorry. Only 1.4 blocks, which you'd expect for someone that's seven foot 100 to probably average a, a little bit more than 1.4 blocks. But free throw percentage kills you only at less than 65%. 66% almost around the rim, which is nice. But on a whole, I was really disappointed with him last year. As a um, like from a fantasy standpoint, if you start tanking some of these stats, like if you start tanking free throw percentage, and there's some really good, like if you use hashtag basketball or um or basketball monster and stuff, like you start to say, well, I'm tanking tanking free throw percentage. Uh, Rudy Gobert starts to shoot right up. Um, I wonder if. As a strategy, if you draft someone like Luka Doncic in the first round and Rudy Gobert's there in like your third or fourth rounds, I wonder. That'd be if, nice like, yeah, I wonder if he's a lot better player than that sixty-four fantasy ranking. I don't think you need to reach for him because of such uh, his disappointing season last year. Uh, you can sort of let him fall, but like it's pretty hard to go get 
12 rebounds per game, uh, still get 1.4. He still plays 30 minutes a game, and he played 70 games last season, which surprised me. I thought he played less. Yeah. Did you see in the, the last uh, FIBA, was it the uh, the warm-up games where he's actually hitting threes now as well? Yeah, look, there's always Slash a token mountain. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen um the ones uh, where us being Australian, you can probably tell by our Bogan accents. Um, Good day, mate. <laughs> I was watching Andrew Bogut one time playing uh, when he came over and played for the Kings, and he's sitting there and he's just splashing them from three oh. all during warm-up. I don't think I've ever seen him shoot one during a game. No, I, I remember him at Utah when he was in college and <laughs> shooting threes and, like, he was making them at a good clip, but... That uh, shooting style, yeah, just ordinary. Didn't translate yep. to the NBA game. No, definitely didn't. Um, is there anything you want to chat about the um, about the I suppose the core four, the starters here? No, the the core four, they are definitely locked in for this team. That's where the majority of the money is going to these guys. We'll get into Jade McDaniel's and Shake Milton and that, but when you when you're looking at fantasy relevant players. You've got Cat, you've got Edwards, you've got Gobert, you've got Conley, and even Kyle Anderson that we don't have here, which who we believe is a, a really nice uh, role player, bench player with the, as you can see in front of you now, with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. He was pulling down triple doubles at one stage last year and playing some really nice basketball. Really, He's a, re- he's a really good player. Mm. Um. Defensive focused, uh, one of those um, one of those Memphis players um, that that I've come across, and look, I think he's the reason that I can't get around Jaden McDaniel's. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think Jaden McDaniel's stays around that mark. He's being used predominantly as a stopper. Like he, he's not a chunky body, like a a thick person that can defend any position, so to speak. But playing him as a, as a wing defender, similar to like a Brandon Miller, who you'll see play this year, I think he's got some relevance there. But when we're talking stoppers in the league, he's not in the top three, but he does do the job for the T-Wolves. Yeah. What stops me from getting blokes like Jaden McDaniels and Kyle Anderson, and we'll have a deep dive in them, is quite often if I'm trying to keep that free throw percentage, like they do get some of those counting stats. And if you're sitting there, I think that they're blokes that are going to be in your draft in and around that 130, 140 Mm -hmm. um, that have almost top 100 value or at least potential. But, yeah, they do get the counting stats quite good. And I really like the source of steals when it comes to Kyle Anderson especially. He's that big, long wingspan, um, really good fit. I think because he's so defensive focused, it's more of the fit with Gobert with Anderson than anything um, mm-hmm. because we know Carl Anthony Towns isn't going to be too focused on defense. Um, he's just going to be uh, doing his own thing. Uh, but Kyle Anderson really ran well with the second unit. Um, I wonder if uh, the new coach coming in um, might find yeah. some, I suppose, silver lining, but I think that that's going to hurt both their value. Yeah, I think it does do. Chris, Chris Finch, the, the coach at the Minnesota Timberwolves there, the players really like him. But for the purposes of this podcast, I know nothing else about him, so we'll just move on from that. Yeah, cool. Um, I wonder what his thoughts are about Carl Anthony Towns because he's uh, been a bit of a dick recently. Should we get on the blow to him? Or yeah, I'll um, <laughs> so... we'll, we'll go over to him. I think I think we're becoming big enough that next year, um, lock in Chris Finch, um, from the Minnesota Timberwolves for our Minnesota Timberwolves uh, review. You've heard it here first. 
<laughs> um, look, let's let's delve into uh, Jaden McDaniels. Um, he was the 178th best player. Um, somebody that I sort of seen in, um, I suppose, waiver wires more so than than somebody that that I even considered drafting. Um, has a low usage due to, I suppose, so many. This being just such a top heavy team to me, mm-hmm. um, just a low sort of usage, just sort of runs out there might find himself open, might hit a three. Um, but yeah, his um his free throw percentage sort of letting him down a little bit there. What do you think about Naz Reed here? I want to know your thoughts given that he's just re-upped on a three-year deal. Yeah, I really like him and I think that that's a little bit of insurance. He is mm-hmm. the modern day center now. Um, mm-hmm. He's that. I think he's a great player. and But I just wonder if he's not going to get the reps unless Rudy Gobert's injured. Like, imagine that sort of five-out spacing with Conley, Edwards, Carl anthony Town, Naz mm-hmm. Reed, Jaden McDaniels. Um, it does give them some, oh, like, trying, like we're trying to be fantasy-focused, but it does give them some spicy lineups. It does. I'll put this to you, though, before we do move on. Please do. If Towns and Gobert play are healthy, does that then make Naz Reed expendable? Yeah, I don't think he ever I think I think that he's the sort yeah. of bloke that if you've got your notifications on and you see a bloke like Rudy Gobert injured out game time decision, you can pop into your league, you can you can pick him up for this week, and he's mm-hmm. gonna be that source of rebounds, those source of threes, because he actually shoots the three ball quite well. Mm-hmm. Um he's gonna score some points and you're gonna be really happy. Uh but I don't think that he's somebody you need to draft in standard formats. Hundred percent. Um, look, Kyle Anderson. I think that he gives the opportunity to, I suppose, give you the spice with those lineups. Another way they could go because he's lengthy, because he's big, he can give you that, I suppose, power forward position as well. Um, everybody thinks of him as a small forward, uh, yeah. but I just think that he can fill that power forward role if they decide to play any form of small ball. Jane McDaniel's can sort of do the same. I just think Kyle Anderson's better. Yeah, from an overall point of view, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, so um, last year played 28 minutes a night. Um, his usage is quite low. Uh, he played a little bit of a ball handling role when he played for Memphis, and they sort of haven't found that. Um, they, you know, still give, um, you know, Jordan McLaughlin a bit of a run, and they did give Nick Al Alexander a bit of a run towards the uh, towards the end of the year. But I don't mm. mind that big sort of ball handling forward that gives you that defensive presence um, still shoots it at a fairly good percentage um, ordinary at free throws, but still gets those sort of, well, if you consider him a ball handler um, does give you those out of position stats with five rebounds, 4.9 assists. Yeah. What Minnesota have done here as well, just looking through their team, they've gone really long. So outside of Jordan McLaughlin, who's five foot 11, Shake Milton's a big guard. Troy Brown's a big wing. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he's a 6'5 guard. Naz Reed, 6'11. Kyle Anderson, 6'10, I believe he is. Then yep. you've got Gobert and Towns. Jaden McDaniels is 6'10. All really long, long players. Looks like they're, yeah, without sounding too rude, looks like they're going for length. Yeah, look, um, and you are the big horse, so you would know. Tiny pony. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see Nikhil Alexander getting much of an opportunity this year? No, I don't. No, not with Shake Milton coming in. Yeah, shakes the microwave and, off the off the pine. 
Yeah, and that's an exciting one that we'll chat about a bit later. Uh, we do have a bit of a segment set up for that a bit later on. Um, but I suppose I don't think a lot of Jordan McLaughlin, um, he did come in. Um, he just wasn't very good when he did come in and, and play those minutes last year. I wonder if um, he's a chance of being out of the rotation. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I think with Nicole Alexander-Walker and Shake Milton there, who can both handle the ball, and then if they're not, and you got Shake Milton running off screens, Kyle Anderson's known to be able to be a ball handler as well. So, yeah, yeah I think he gets squeezed out of the rotation. I personally make it a general point, especially from a fantasy standpoint. So many people, like not everybody has league pass. Um, so not everybody watches, I suppose, <clears throat> these teams, like teams like the Timberwolves and teams like the, um, honestly, the Grizzlies up until the last couple of years and Jar got drafted. Um, so I make it a point because everybody's watching Lakers games not to watch them. Uh, but mm-hmm. what I saw from uh, Troy Brown Jr. Um, was when he was given the opportunity, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep, can shoot the ball, defends really nicely on the wing. I, I like him. Yeah, I wonder if, like, Carl Anderson and Jaden McDaniels really didn't get too much, oh, how am I going to say it, too much competition um, out of position. Um, I wonder if Troy Brown Jr. is going to make a bit of a push for that and maybe we start to see a bit of a job share between these three guys. You know, maybe we see Jaden McDaniels' minutes coming down from 30 minutes per night to come down to sort of that 27, 28 range. Maybe Kyle Anderson's minutes come down from 28 to 26 and um, and there becomes a little bit of a role for Troy Brown Jr. Um, he could be a really good complementary piece due to the fact that I don't think he really needs that usage to be out there on the uh, on the floor. No, you're right. And just looking at some stats here, he shot the ball quite well, nearly what 87% from the line, uh, averaged almost a three a game, almost a steal a game as well in limited, limited time. So... He, if he gets minutes, he'll be he'll be more than handy. Yeah, and I suppose we're just going to have to wait and see. So basically anyone lower than Kyle Anderson on our list you see above. So I'm going through with Naz Reid, Nick Al Alexander, <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin, Troy Brown, and Shake Milton. Um, we're not saying to draft in, in formats. We're just saying maybe it's handy to chuck them in your watch list as you start to see injuries if somebody gets hurt and warm up, if there's opportunity. We see these as guys that could... I suppose, eat up some minutes. 100%. That's that's important. The Your season doesn't finish by the time you trade all your players. You've got to be you've got to be quick on the sticks, so to speak. You've got to keep an eye on who's getting injured, who's out, who to potentially to bring in. And here at the Insight Fantasy Sports team, this is what we aim to bring our viewers, not just who to draft, but who to keep your eye in day in, day out with daily content. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, you're on your way home. Um, We're going to give you the opportunity with daily content. We want to be the guys that do the research for you. Um, So so put us on. Hopefully you're the first in your league to pick it up and, um, yeah, help you win some cash comps. Happy days. Um, I suppose I started to to touch on this a little bit earlier. And big Mike Conley fan. I'm sitting there with a signed basketball right above my head of uh, of Mike Conley. Um, got a lot of a lot of signed cards that are probably worth nothing, considering the uh, the one the one time All Star. But he's a bit of a cult legend out at uh, out at Memphis. Uh, I just think that if you're sitting there and you're 120th, 130th in your draft, and you need a source of assists, there's not going to be much there. I think blokes like your Tyce Joneses are going to be gone. I think your Delos mm-hmm. are going to be gone. I think 
basically every other starting uh, point guard are going to be off the board and that you can just pick him up and know what you're going to get. Yep. Consistency. You know you're going to get your couple of threes over your six assists. As you've got here, safe as houses. You know what you're going to get. It, very, very rarely does he have a bad game. Yeah. And what we – like we did a draft with, you know, a lot of guys that I consider fantasy experts – and whether people just forgot about him or like, you know, you're doing a mock draft, um, when it comes to picking your actual draft, you might take a few safer picks uh, because we were making, I suppose, picks that we wanted to talk about. But like, honestly, you get as advertised. And when he was sitting there, out there and and old mate picked him up, I had picked up all my point guards. I couldn't pick him up. But if I had, that six assists. Like, he's, he does kill you a little bit in the field goal percentage because he does take a lot of shots. But he does have those hot games as well. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Um, mate, talk to me about Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, he was disappointing last year. 29 games. Year before consensus top five pick, well, he came in at what was it, number four or number five last year? Yep. Uh, he's a unique big that can hit your threes, hits a couple of threes a game, shoots the shoots from the line at a really nice clip. What eighty seven percent, I believe it was eighty eight percent. He's he's really nice percentage wise as a center. I don't think he's established himself in the league yet, and I say that in a way that I've watched the Timberwolves in the last couple of playoffs. And both times he's got himself into foul trouble early and he's been unable to, I guess, put his impact on the game. I think he's got a point to prove. Like he has been a bit of a naughty boy this preseason, but I think I think he's got a little bit of a point to prove. And as we said earlier, if you find him there in the second round, I think there's value there. He'll have a bounce back here this year. I don't want to put you on the spot and feel free to bounce it back to me. Um, who are the guys that you expect to go in the first round that you, that would complement somebody like Carl Anthony Towns? Shall I'll, I I'll, just Alexander? Yeah, that would be, that would be perfect. Mm. I think like even I, I'm not really expecting Damian Lillard to go in the first round, but no. that style of player, like your, your Steph Curry, like you get some extra threes, you still get a good free throw percentage. Um, he still gets a few counting stats, but you're not as worried about, I suppose, your full field goal percentage as you normally would be with a with a center and a forward. And you might find that you're starting to to tank some turnovers and starting to, as you as you start to see the mold of your team in the second round, you know you're not as worried about. Um, what am I talking about? We're not like you're going to get lots of points. You're going to yeah. get three point yeah. percentage. You're going to get your threes, and you're starting to, I suppose, miss out on your rebounds and your um and your free throws. Oh, and your um, I am a mess. You're starting to miss out <laughs> on your field goal percentage. Yeah, it's fine. Even uh, pairing him with someone like Kyrie as well, that would work pretty well. Yeah. So, and I wonder if this guy did if Kyrie slid or. Someone like that slid. Um, yeah, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. And, yeah, if, if you did have him, you could tank turnovers. He's, uh, he's yeah. not very good when it comes to turnovers. So, yeah, tank that, pick him up, use him as an asset in uh, points that you want to be strong in. 100%. Take us into your boy. You've got a little bit of a my guy. Oh, shake with me, Milton. Brotherly love. How how good's the uh, the Guernsey there from uh, the 76ers days? So in 25 games for the the uh, Philadelphia 76ers last year, he started and averaged 15.5 points, 
almost five assists, almost four boards, almost one steal, 0.2 blocks, 42% from the three at a clip of 42%. We've got that in there twice for those of you watching at home and 83% from the line. And that's on almost two made threes a game. Really, really nice value. With Conley being a little bit older, if you see that flash, if you've got notifications on, that Conley is out, really nice streaming option here that could give you a little bit of everything. Last year, as we just said, with ball-dominant players like Harden, Maxi, Embiid, he's, he's still got, you know, the, the stats that we've said earlier. Um, had a couple of really big games, had a couple of 30-point games last year. He's a really intriguing player that can fill the box score almost everywhere. Doesn't get a lot of blocks for a big guard, but in saying that, if Conley's having a rest, I anticipate that he'd be the starting guard for the Minnesota Timberwolves and will, yeah, fill your box score. Yeah, he's he's really good and, like, just stands out as that, I suppose, second-best guard there. Like, Conley is 35. It is right. Like, it's... It won't be uncommon for him to have a rest game on back-to-backs. Um, I know at 32, I need a rest game on back-to-backs. When you get to 80, you, you need a rest <laughs> for a week. No, I do but, love Shake, and yeah. I think that he was a bit rough. I think he was a bit underdone uh, last year, I suppose, with the emergence of Maxi. I think that they expected him to play a lot more, and I think that he yeah. just found him on, I suppose, a contending team. Minnesota aren't that good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to, like, this Chris French, he is going to be trying things. And Shake Milton is something that I'd try. Oh, I think it's a sneaky nice pickup by them. Yeah. Would I would I drive him at the back end? Potentially not. But if you're looking for, you know, someone to fill some gaps, um, a bit of a flyer throughout the season, you know, you, you could do well worse. And it's going to depend on your format too. Like, if, if you go 200 yeah. deep, I could probably have a dart throw at him to start. Oh, for sure. Like, he's somebody that if you watch the first Minnesota game of the year, because they've went and got this guy. They obviously want him. They have um, they haven't had to pay up too much for him, but they've went and got him, and obviously they have a plan for him. If he comes out and he plays 24 minutes in that first game on debut, I'll probably pick him up. Yeah, for sure. Yep, just just looking here. When he was started, he was ranked in the top 150. Yep. Yeah, so maybe that 200 deep league, um, if he's sitting there on waivers, somebody goes down, you go and get him. I'd even have a stab at him um, in, in you know, standard formats that go 144, 166 deep. Yeah, I think he gets more, more of a, uh, a gulp Minnesota than what he did at Philly. Yep. Um, is there anything that you want to you want to cover with the Minnesota Timberwolves? We've sort of covered the starting core four. Um, I wouldn't call it a starting five because I wonder if Jaden McDaniels is going to be uh, a little bit of a rotating piece. Uh, we see mm-hmm. some blokes like Troy Brown and uh, and Shake Milton probably hoping that they grab some opportunity here. Um, is there yeah. anything else you want to cover there, Mick? No, not really. They're the what the the greatest playoff play in team in the history of the NBA. I still can't get over Pat Bev jumping on the bloody scorer's table there. But when we're talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves as a whole, they've got some really nice pieces there. But as a whole, they're probably still, you know, a a light-up shooter and a lockdown defender away from contending. I think they've screwed themselves by paying up big to bring in Gobert. And now if they were to offload him, they'd lose too much. So they're sort of stuck with him. 
Towns appears to be as though he, between the two, will be on the way out, depending on what they can get back for him, is obviously whether they'll trade him or not. But this year, I anticipate the Timberwolves to make the playoffs, but probably won't make much noise. So probably looking at the six to seven seed. I wonder where in the West they will find that spot with some of the some of the better teams. I think that they'll be playing in the play-in, um, but yeah, I've got them tenth this year. Yeah, so both of us agree that yeah they'll make the playoffs to a degree, but won't make much noise. Hundred percent. Um, thank you very much for coming on with me, Mick. Um, you are listening to an Insight NBA podcast. Thank you very much. See ya.